0: first of all the healed feminine is going to heal this planet not just women the healed feminine almost especially in men can i deviate away from my condition normalcy and
1: can i start looking at a much deeper intimacy when you look inside your heart you see that your heart really loves life and really embraces life and doesn't have that same fear and that that's really the the source of your courage you first travel into the shadow how is that how is that how is that impacting my life
0: it really shifts the energy so quickly in the mind in the body it's because you're not dismissing you're not fighting the ego you're not fighting the small self you're welcoming it in but you're just saying hey i actually know what i want and i'm choosing to change that for myself
1: Hey Soul Family, this is your host, Nick Walker, and welcome to the Soul Food for Thought podcast. The hub of all things physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual. The mission here is simple. How can we tap into our highest power and well-being as individuals, and leverage that foundation to create more love, freedom, purpose, and harmonic alignment in not only our life, but in the lives of others? I love this conversation with Corey Schick because it was one of those conversations where it was almost like the more you tried to figure it out in your head when it comes to explaining and to talking about some of these concepts and these ideas and whatever it may be, the more you realize that the truth is within your body the entire time. You know, that the truth can be found within a simple laugh. (laughs) <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, it was just one of those conversations. And so that's why I titled it circling a back to the truth. Because it's almost like you can feel the truth within your body. But then there are all of these avenues that we try to take and all of these detours and all of these buts, and all of these what ifs and all of these other things. But then it's like, Nope, actually, um, things are not that complex. It's actually quite simple. You know? Um, (laughs) Yes, and that's what this conversation is about. Um, And I think Corey and just the way that he shows up, you know, it's like Corey, despite him being a very initiated man, and having such a depth of experience under his belt, you know, it's, it's amazing because he's not caught up in that. He's not caught up in all of, you know, the understandings about all of these forces and about all of these things and about what works and about what doesn't and all of these things. He's very grounded and he's very simple. He's able to, to have that understanding and that experience but to still present his ideas and to communicate in a way that is just, again, like I said, very simple, very practical, you know? Um, and so just Corey's essence and just the way that he shows up, um, you know, it, it it's perfect, <laughs> um, you know, given... The conversation, given the nature of the conversation that we had and how it was, like I said, it was really, it really seemed to be this thing where um, it was almost as playful in that sense where like where we got to talk about some of the, you know, where we got to talk about some of the complexities, but at the same time, we we're like, yeah, but like who, like at the end of the day, like who even knows, you know what I mean? Like all that can really be known Um, and this is just me speaking for myself here, is, is the truth within your body and what that's calling you to do. So yeah, I'm very grateful to have had this conversation with Corey because as he briefly mentioned at the beginning of this show, it is very important, you know, not just in general, but especially now as we transition to form bonds with people of like spirit, you know, and uh, I think that's just so important on an emotional level, a spiritual level, mental level, but also, you know, physical as well, you know, Um, it's just very clear that increasingly, like, like, we all need each other. You know, and, and and as things potentially escalate um, within the collective, it's very important to just have those bonds. You know, it's like it's like a currency. Like it's it's literally currency, like it is incredibly valuable. Not only does it have value right now, but depending on the bond. It increases in value over time. And the more of those bonds that you're able to have, it's just larger and larger returns. It's seeing everything as an investment. Every relationship as an investment. You know, yeah, it's super cool to say and to feel as if you are self-sourced and that all you need is source within you. That's so valuable to feel that to 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 feel that self sufficiency and almost like this feeling that you don't even need anyone else. That's very valuable. However, we must remember, um, or consider that we are brothers and sisters here, and that we are also here to support each other, and that that is one of the most beautiful, um things that this experience has to offer us. You know, um, yeah, like it's, I think it's really important. (laughs) It's like really, really important. I've really been thinking a lot about this lately of just, um, I'm going to be honest lately. I've really been thinking like, like my mindset has been strangely like primal and tribal because quite frankly, I I really don't know how things are going to turn out in the collective. Um, I have some ideas. Um, and there are other people who have their perspectives and they, and they sound, they sound realistic. Um, Corey being one of them. Check out his Instagram at infinitesheck, which is spelled infinite. And then S-H. And then I believe it's E-I-C-K-H. Something like that. I follow him. Just literally search it up on who I'm following and you'll see him. Um, but yeah, like lately I've been thinking really primally and like tribally. There's almost a strange desire within me. I don't even want to call it strange. It's just a desire to actually like build a kingdom. To build a kingdom. And to build a kingdom, you need all the right pieces. And all of those pieces are... a lot of those pieces (laughs) are your relationships and the strength of those relationships. Because everyone has something valuable to bring to the table, whether it be a physical resource or an emotional resource or a spirit, like whatever, you know what I mean? Like it's all just, we're all here to help each other. And as time goes on, I believe it will be increasingly important. and And I'm sure I speak for many of us here I believe it will be increasingly important for us to to just have things in line almost. You know, to have a network of support. You know, and so that's the thing. It's like, it's not like I'm, you know, it's not like I'm going out here and trying to make these connections and friends and, and bonds with people so that I can be okay whenever all hell breaks loose (laughs) that's a potential benefit of it but it's actually like a genuine desire of wanting to connect with those who really feel to be like they are on the same team as me (laughs) you know and like i said who are of like spirit like who are gen who share that devotion to liberation and to love and to truth and that is all that is needed all of the other pieces all of the like everything else will take care of itself all of the support that you could ever need in any way just don't limit the potential don't limit the potential literally it's like butterfly effect right Do you realize the the potential impact and influence on your entire life that one Instagram voice message can make? Like, it is ridiculous. It is ridiculous. It literally, like, it creates an entire timeline. It creates an entire timeline. And if you feel that resonance of truth there of truth whenever you're sending that voice message (laughs) whenever you're saying hello to that person whenever you're out and about doing whatever if you act on that resonance if you initiate if you follow if you listen to that guidance to that truth to that current of truth You're, you're literally opening up a timeline of what I believe is only filled with good things that, you know what I mean? It's only filled with good things with opportunity. You know what I mean? It's like. It'll all work out. (laughs) You know. It'll all work out. Just prioritize authentic connections. And it will all work out. There are gifts that are waiting for you. that are waiting for you on the other side of that simple courage to reach out to someone who you feel a genuine resonance with. There are gifts, whether it be, again, emotionally, professionally, <laughs> whatever it may be. There are so many opportunities. All it takes is the courage, the courage to initiate on that which feels true. You know, I'd like like I said, I've been thinking tribally and it it feels so I don't know, man. <laughs> it is like it is very attractive to me, the idea of like living in a tribe of humans. Where everyone's on the same team, everyone is is tight knit. Everyone has a specific role or job. They're their own gifts to bring to the table, their own offerings, and everyone is just in it together. Um, and so I'll I'll leave it at that. Um, but I did want to mention that and kind of talk about this a little bit because. Um, Corey actually did it kind of lean in that direction at the beginning of our show however I think at that time I was just in a different place energetically um, and I was just thinking about different things and so naturally I pivoted the conversation uh, into a direction into a different direction that simple Um, not better or worse just in a different direction and so yeah with that said you know I encourage you guys like If there's someone on Instagram, for example, who you see and you're like, wow, like I really love the way this person shows up, you know what I mean? Like there doesn't have to be an agenda behind it. You don't have to reach out to them with the business opportunity or to get them on your podcast, but just say like, record a voice message and let them feel your heart. Let them feel that inspiration, that natural inspiration of like, wow, like I love the way that you show up. I love you. I love your expression. I love your embodiment. And I just wanted to send this message. (laughs) You know what I mean? I've been doing that so much lately. And the connections that I've made are amazing. Like where the resonance is so deep. So pure. You know? Um, So yeah, with that said, I will leave it at that. And I'm going to let you guys listen to the show with Corey Sheck the full spectrum awakener thank you for listening and i will talk with you soon so corey what's alive for you right now
0: what's alive um well i'm just uh, enjoying connections like this to be honest i feel this is uh been more common not just in a format of a you know an interview or a conversation or a podcast but uh, just the one-on-one connection space, I feel uh, this is where I've, I've been feeling the most uh, called into. You know, um, developing those more intimate connections with people that are, uh, you know, in a similar space at this time, because we're in a quite a transformative time, and I feel the connections that we continue to foster will will be. Um, I mean, they're always important, but as we kind of continue to deepen into this this collective. Uh, you know transition that we're all uh, underway with i feel it's um it's it's probably one of the most important things we could be doing other than just development of the intimacy with ourselves you know just kind of all in the same same basket so but that's
1: been uh yeah that's what's been a, the, the the live theme how about you yeah that's really powerful man i um i like that because i've really been uh gaining a deeper understanding or understanding of the importance of having a reflection um, of uh, being in the presence of someone who carries a um, someone who's in integrity with their truth because I think it's very powerful to see that someone else's truth Um, and someone else's embodiment and their way of being um, can be much different than yours. And it doesn't invalidate your own, you know. Um, So for example, if someone else chooses to be vegan, and I don't, but my diet is working for me, then I think that's a very powerful thing. Because yes, there is value in You know, I find value in many different perspectives, of course, right? Um, And I've traveled and I've done all the things. I've done the veganism. I've done the, you know, (laughs) all of the different practices and the routines and the, you know, the whole thing. And uh, it's very easy to get caught up into the indoctrination. You know what I mean? And it's very refreshing to be around people who can... uh, Almost just like crumble or dismantle those um, those rigid ways of being, just through their essence and through the example that they lead, through their simple beingness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you on that. Yeah, like you said, it's just a it's just a, a simple
0: presence, you know, like that inner inner resolution. I had a post this week about that, but like just the topic of knowing versus belief. You know like when we're in that place of belief we're often trying to convince not only others but ourselves of those beliefs through perpetual movements of those beliefs you know conversating talking acting out those same things and um but in truth when we come to a sense of knowing it's usually quite silent like the mind isn't moving you know there isn't this need to justify rationalize why or why not we're doing anything in particular and that's usually when we know like yeah, we don't, <laughs> right? So, mm. so, yeah, I find that's that's really the,
1: the testament with which we can feel in ourselves. And then, of course, then we can start to feel that in others when we come across listeners and people. Yeah, yeah, very well put. Um, and so to answer your question about what's alive for me is uh, currently I'm experiencing a massive initiation and I'm not gonna go into, perhaps I will later into this conversation, but as of this moment right now, I won't go too deep into it. But there's something, um, I mean, you're a very well initiated man, of course, um, which is one of the reasons why I have you on this show. And um, yeah, there, there, there's something about following your truth into the unknown that is so terrifying yet exhilarating at the same time and um, I'm not sure if it was you or someone else who posted this on Instagram I don't know when it was but they mentioned just the They mentioned like that feeling of it just being like you and the eternal and like that's it like letting go of everything else and really prioritizing like your source (laughs) you know prioritizing the source of your being uh prioritizing your heart and your heart's direction and so that's really what's alive for me it feels like quite frankly i'm in the jungle You know, it's very interesting, actually, because before the initiation happened, before it started, I guess you could say, there was so much forcing of my spiritual path. There was so much forcing, trying to, you know, whatever. I'm sure you're familiar with that, you know, with that. (laughs) Um, But it's like once the initiation kicked in, everything started to become so much more simple because literally like being in the unknown during every moment was the work (laughs) like like that was like that was the alchemy that was like the whole thing and so yeah that that that's where i'm at right now (laughs) sounds juicy man (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah i know i know exactly what you're talking about
0: it's always fun it's so personal too you know it's like we all can relate on some level but it is so in like infinitely and in, like individual and personal um and like you said like the prioritizing of our intimate connection to source reveals that like infinite personal energy you know where it's so like no one no one can really walk that it's like the pathless path right and um and yeah I mean that's as much as I do know what you're saying I don't (laughs) you know it's like a funny thing
1: but yeah that's cool yeah I'm curious to hear what have been some of your um, you know what have been some key initiations that have marked your path
0: Mm. Um, yeah well that's, uh, that's a juicy question I mean Um, there's been so many stages, right, like, so many, like, levels to this process that have covered itself over the past, you know, I guess, say, like, like, upwards of, like, 15, 16 years, because I remember, like, even in my early teens or mid-teens, you know, starting to, uh, you know, following more, like, a martial arts and physical-based path, right, which oftentimes, like, if you look at Eastern traditions, um, you know, usually for a male body, the yang path is the initial path you know and that's what we kind of see on this side of the world where it's like the sports and the 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 drive to like accomplish things a lot of times through the physical body um and so that yang energy or um that you know at least from the that term of the yang is like that 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 Increase of this this quotient of chi, or you know, this energy building, and then in the later years you have more of the feminine principle, like the the softening, the gentle, you know, aspect that the the at least from a male body perspective they would go through, and so those initial years of martial arts and like that intensive physical approach um, was certainly elevating the chi, is of elevating this energy, elevating this this uh, frequency. That at that time I had no real concept of what was happening, but you know, there was you know, I started to see numbers. I remember when I was sixteen I was waking up at like four for four all the time and all these things and and I'm I'm not a big proponent of getting too caught up in the number thing, but it's still, you know, a signpost on some level. And so, you know, there's these small signs that were opening up and then I had my first like dark night after having my first heartbreak at eighteen. And then, you know, you get into the the more like uh, club scene and wanting to be some somebody in the in the world of, of status and being cool and you know and then you have openings in that because you realize well that never that doesn't really provide anything for you either you know and then I got into business and then business is the same thing it's like you start making the money and then you're like well this isn't really providing what thought so it's just like all these mini awakenings that that was even pre-consideration of anything like a God you know uh, especially like in my early years when I was really young God and being a priest and going to church that was actually really enjoyable but then you get in your teen years, and you go through the darker phase, and you're like, fuck, I don't care about any of that, you know, this is not interesting, at least that was for me, you know, and so it was only really, I think it was March, I think it was March 16th, well, I know it was March 16th, 2020, I had my first out-of-body experience, but um, before that, it was like, that was when the consideration of God or spirituality was like really kind of coming online, and then when I had the out-of-body experience, it was like, oh, yeah, well, okay yeah this whole time like i had no idea that this was ever a thing you know this idea of spirituality or energy these were all just concepts right so you know that moment in 2012 i feel like that night was really kind of like an opening to not only many 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 experiences from that but just this progressive uh process of of um, you know, transmutation of the lower ego and this identification with the separate self or this this identity that I called my own, myself, Corey. you know, this and then emerging into a higher form of that that wasn't a dissolution of like my individuation, my sense of self but emerging into this higher nature, right, where the intercon- the interconnectivity of all things was, was realized, you know and the realization of, you know, what, what does it mean to be god or to be source or to know yourself as that you know or that which can't even be spoken really as soon as you start to put a name on it you, it's not it you know and so there were many stages in that and I you know I, I went through many processes of, of various teachers whether it was like the Himalayan guru style where I was playing the disciple role and kind of playing into that story you know doing that game and like okay well at a certain point that wasn't really doing it and then you know, getting into the real abstract non duality talk that a lot of the Westerners are in now, you know, just there's no self, there's nothing to do, you know, you're just you're already it, and all these things. And so that provided a little bit, but then you're like, well, I'm still doing something, this, this thing's happening, and I don't, I don't find myself necessarily stabilized in a sense of peace, you know. So there was these like all these stages. And then, you know, I came into my, my last teacher, Ramaji, in 2017, and I went through a, a, a real, Shifting of energy into more of these, these actual knowings of what all these spiritual teachings were pointing to for so long, right? And since then, it's been a four or five year integration from that process, which which led me into a whole new gambit, you know, for considering like what's what's even beyond enlightenment or awakening. What is eternity? You know, like what does it mean to be an eternal being, and how do we live as an eternal being, right? And, And these were things that before. You know, on the spiritual path, we're just kind of like fantasy tales, you know what I mean? Like, oh, enlightenment, you just exist in a blob of nothing, you know, you're you're just everything, and you are you have no sense of anything, you know, no, not at all, you know, if anything, when you start to really come into the authentic awakening, you're you're opening up to a whole new game, right, like the real eternal game, where you understand yourself as eternal, and you start to consider, well, yeah, okay, well, what does that mean now, you know, Mm -hmm. so... So that's been the core of the process the past couple of years, is just more of an embodiment of that higher nature. Um, I like to call it the avatar, Rishi level of self, and, and and letting that, you know, untie the knots of this body, you know, mm-hmm. to, to allow that to, to house into this, you know, physical dimension or this living dimension, right? Um, so yeah, I mean, it's a nice general overview overview of, of the whole process so far, at least, but it's ongoing as you know, you know, it's like, it's like this never ending unfolding. I was telling a friend today, I was like, you know, now it's like almost like years are worth, years worth of life are lived in a day. You know, like it's just endless things unfolding itself all the time. So it's it's a very humbling thing because it's like, well, yeah. <laughs>
1: you <know>? mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's very funny. Yeah. That's amazing, man. I am. Um, and thank you for sharing that. Something that I've noticed about you is that despite such uh, a high level understanding, you are very grounded and simplistic in in how you convey your understandings and you're very grounded and I think that's very valuable because you know that's something that I um, <laughs> that's something I contemplate about. Uh, quite often, is like, you know, what is the difference between, like, practicality and intuition? What is the difference between practicality and fear? You know what I mean? Because that's, because again, you know, you mentioned, I think you said, how do we live as a spiritual being? How do we live as an eternal being without just, like, sitting and doing nothing all day <laughs> you know what i mean like how do we uh take care of ourselves? you know what i mean and then, like all of these different things and so being able to i don't know if finding the balance is the right phrase maybe it is i'm not sure <laughs> um but i i definitely did want to pick your brain on that a little bit of um you know practicality versus intuition or practicality versus fear i kind of go back and forth in between each one of them um <laughs> but uh yeah because to me you know to me i you know at the end of the day through the body is how we really know you know for each of the individuals listening like i feel like that's how we really know but i'm interested to hear some of your understandings about that
0: mm. yeah it's an important topic for sure i feel you know, it, it's kind of like what we went into before, but, you know, your initiations where it's like as much as I could say relate to it or we could say that there's these stages that we can identify that are similar, which many traditions have looked or attempted to, you know, outline, you know, these stages of awakening, stages of initiation. In in the same light, it's so infinitely different, each person, you know, it's this path, this path. So I feel that's related in a sense to everything where, you know, when we're looking at this idea of what's, okay, what's practical, well, practicality, um, you know, really is going to be, um, you know, uh, a, a process of each person, you know, determining or finding or, or feeling into what feels most practical to each being, right, where, you know, I, because I, 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 I've noticed that challenge even being one who shares a, a wide variety of topics, right, sometimes I go into things that, you know, are, are quite frankly, quite, quite advanced you know on this prop even in the topic of, of spirituality which is such a small subset of the population and then we're going into very advanced topics which is an even smaller subset of the, the population um, and then like you said seeing how can we convey that in a grounded way and you know one thing I have had to accept within myself was recognizing that yeah not, not everything that, that is shared is going to be able to be to sit with everybody right because it may not be necessary for their path at any one particular point in time And, you know, so when we look at some of these advanced topics, or even we're getting into things like true earth history, which is a somewhat of still of a trigger topic, even within the spiritual community, it's a very funny thing. Um, You know, for me, um, it was such a helpful aspect to the path in the right timing, right? Where... When I got into like things like conspiracy or things like this or history earlier in my journey where I wasn't really grounded, I didn't really have a clear sense of myself. I had a lot of traumas and things I didn't really resolve, it was it was quite distracting at that time, right? It was a it was a, it was an aspect of the journey that was was very tiresome, you know, there was a lot of fear, a lot of things that were rising. Whereas later in the journey when I was more ready to, to hear these things and go into them, it was very enlightening because it, it opened up perceptions of the mind and my own memories my own cognitions about myself and you know maybe where i've been in the universe or you know the the awe that it inspires about where we could be headed or the possibilities like it ignites a certain energy within you that really is the only thing that matters it's not really the content it's what is the energy that that ignites within you that that to me is really all that matters because when we're navigating the 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 jungle of spiritual topics or you know teachings or methods or practices the only thing that truly matters is how does it make us feel like what 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 is it revealing within us um you know in a a sense of how we can become more honest with where we're at you know and and how can it contribute to where we're at or, or is it something that's maybe not useful at this time and so you know i have often said things like you know when you look at Let's say a, like a big spiritual teacher has millions of followers, you know, and it seems like he's impacting all these people and he's talking and, you know, he's, he's giving all these teachings and we could say, OK, you know, he's giving some great impact. Sure. And then we could also say the same thing for the monk in the cave, because the monk in the cave is doing his work. You know, he's, he's maybe doing work on other dimensions that people just have no understanding of you know, where on the on the surface. It may look like he's doing nothing. But really he's he's in he's in a lot of work. You could argue the work he's doing may even be more than the person who's out there in front of a million people and then vice versa, right? So I don't I don't attach to either uh, archetype. I think there's a balance between the two and I think also there's times for each, right? Where we may go through these phases where we we may be called into the cave, you know, and likewise we may be called out, you know, to, to, to share and to be with people and um, and to just live our lives, however that that looks, however that practically looks You know, you have a family, you have a job, you, you know, do this and that, right? And and the reality is, when you when you come into knowing, like like a, when you start to consider the absolute nature, the absolute nature, which really cannot be spoken. It's not a teaching. It's not something that can be identified. It's it's something that only can be known. Then it doesn't look like anything, right? It doesn't have any any presentation. It's everything and anything. And nothing, you know, it's, it's all of it. It's everything that you can possibly put your pointer. It's the coffee mug, it's the guru, it's the temple, it's it's the shack. It's, it's everything that with. Um, so it's not to get into the whole, like, gray area where we start to lose our sense of objective truth or morality. But it's, it's a sense of there will be a knowing within ourselves as to what it is, you know, and, and how we're engaging with anything in particular and, and how that relates to us and only us. Right, and and so that's that's a very daunting thing because it's 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 much easier to have you know the guideposts, the 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 you know the example or the the you know the map. Like this is what you've got to do. This is how it's exactly going to be. But we can we can use that. But the reality is that the trip is not the you know the territory. You know, like the the map is not the territory. So you know that we have to. Be humble with that, um, and so that's where I've always come back to myself is, is recognizing, yeah, there's no piece of knowledge in any in any particular form or fashion that is absolutely it or not absolutely it. You know, it'll be applicable in the right time, and I gotta be able to tune into when that is, right, and not like you said at the beginning, not get dogmatic with anything, right, while still being humble to you know great teachings and scripture and, and specific things that have always worked and will always work. Thing
1: right, um, yeah, so yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude, I love that. That's such a fluid approach. That's very, it's a very, um, that's a very mature approach. Um, something that you mentioned, um, this is what I picked up from what you mentioned is allowing all of that contrast that we experience to, uh, um, to redirect ourselves back within and to say, okay, like, how am I feeling about this? You know what I mean? And just simply being honest. Like the other day I was, um, because I feel like sometimes whenever we're, when and I, and I experienced this directly, it's like, it's like, perhaps whenever you follow your truth into the unknown, into the uncertainty, Perhaps there's this um, inclination or this fear that just because things are uncertain and unknown, that it's not correct, that it's invalid. Um, And basically, like for me, like I, you know, even though I had followed my truth into the unknown, it was almost like I was like gaslighting myself into thinking that I was lying to myself about my truth, just because things are uncertain. And so I had to be honest with myself and say, Okay, Nick, like, you've been doing this for a while. You know what it feels like in your body whenever you're lying to yourself. Like I can sit here and like, I can tune into like what it feels like to actually lie to myself and You know, most of the time it's pretty clear when I am because it's almost like there's an elephant in the room that I can't just ignore. (laughs) You know what I mean? Um, It's almost like there's this unfinished business and it's like this icky thing that I can't stop looking at. Um, But yeah, and so like that is much different than simply just being in the unknown and the uncertainty that uh, corresponds with you following your truth. And that leads me to another thing, which is this, actually, I'm going to, I'm going to leave it at that. I'm going to leave it at that for now. And I'm curious what's, what's alive for you.
0: Yeah, no, that's, uh, that's really, that's a great reflection. You know? So um, just, I think the honesty with self is always important and, and honesty, like coming into itself to honesty, sometimes, you know, it doesn't mean we're going to have like, doesn't mean we're going to have we're going to know like what what we need to decide upon you know like because when we when we come into that sense of honesty it it could it could be just like all these feelings that are there you know all these things that are coming up and and so it's not really a time where we need to be like okay well i'm being honest with myself so i need to know like what's this next step it's like if we don't know this is a beautiful it's a beautiful space to be in that right and and not need to like you said before like force anything right force the journey force this next phase or step in, in my experience you know it's like i always use the example of just going to the bathroom like when you have to go to the bathroom you just get up and you go to the bathroom you know it's like it's not this thing we need to like justify and rationalize and try and figure out and it's not this whole process and in my experience you know really the entirety of our life experience can be this way when we're making decisions and engaging things where it's like just a leaf falling off a tree it, it feels very natural right and, and when it doesn't feel natural it could be a whole mixed bag of things of why that is, but often it's just the mind is creating all these ideas and stories and and trying to figure out things. When it's really often often the body that knows the way. You know, like you said, like when you feel into the body, you can feel what's a no, what's a yes, right? You, your body's gonna kind of clench up on the no. It's gonna be like more open, maybe and more yeah, like alive and, and kind of uh, fluid. You know, in the in the yeses, so. It's just these simple ways that we can start to learn to to be more uh, subtly attuned to the body, right? And and then from that place, the mind can be on board. The mind's not the enemy. It's just that we're not really designed to make decisions solely out of the mind, and that's where we've gotten caught up. I think as a civilization, to be quite, you know, frank. But
1: yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I think that I think it's a powerful example. I'm glad you said that. You know, the going to the bathroom thing, because I I've always told myself something similar. It's like. I don't go to the kitchen to eat food unless I'm hungry. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like it's, it's very simple. And I, and I, it's my intention to ground that wisdom, that intelligence, that essence into my life. Because I, like you said, I believe that things should be that simple. It should feel that frictionless, you know, it doesn't mean things are always going to be easy, I guess you could say, but things should be that simple. You know, instead of like you said, the whole trying to to figure it out. I think you had a post about it, but yeah, like the whole trying to figure it out. Um, and so, something that has really been alive for me, also on my path in general, is this whole thing of like attraction versus repulsion. And it's almost like whenever you are really embodying and really connecting with truth it's almost like the path is so narrow and you are repulsed by far much more than you are attracted to and it seems like it's almost like it's that that really contributes to a lot of the uncertainty because it's like you're trying to find your truth It's, it's like your truth perhaps is like a needle in the haystack or maybe you're trying to um project Ooh, what's coming alive for me right now is like maybe maybe within myself maybe that's an over focus on like finding my truth in this like future projection of an outcome instead of being embodied in truth now and obviously there's value and you know again it's the whole practical versus you know intuition or whatever but yeah, I think there's something very interesting about the whole repulsion versus attraction thing and and feeling repulsed by a lot more than you are attracted to and it's almost like that that can create a lot of discomfort within your being cuz it's like you're trying to find something. Mm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and also using the not using but just the observation of how that like the feeling of the repulsion in the body you know, where it's where where is the root like stemming from, right? Not as some intellectual idea of like, oh, what trauma is this from, you know, what story is this you know, but more so just coming back to the body. Because everything it's a it's a method I've taught for many years, but it's it's just this process of understanding that everything that we experience in our hologram that reveals, you know, say a trigger or something that we feel resistance to, it's gonna find itself somewhere in the body. Right, you're gonna find it, it's, it. you. 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 can easily track it down if you give yourself the time to do so, and when you track it down, you're really coming to the root of that weed. Right, essentially, like where that trigger, where that trauma, where that energy is being stored in the body, that literally, from like a like more of a physics dynamic, is giving rise to that projection in the hologram. Right, because it's like it's like a filter of light, you know, that has certain blocks, and then the light's shining through and It's it's shining through those blocks, and then those blocks are reflecting in the hologram. So, so that's that's always such a beautiful opportunity. Uh, often, when we're in the depths of that, that's not what we're thinking about doing. But if we can like gain the the, uh, the the habit of that practice, you know, of identifying which I feel is really the testament to anyone who goes into the deeper stages of the path where that's what shadow work is you know that's what's like coming into like we said being honest with where we're actually at and feeling those those trigger points that we feel when we like think of somebody or we come into contact with a certain situation or you know idea and and it arises something within us well it's like okay well here's 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 now an opportunity to kind of sit with that which could take a minute you know it could take hours It it could take a moment um but it's like it's it's like giving us giving our giving that uh, compassionate attention to to where are these energies that arise in the body and that's how we like unlatch them essentially and you know in my view that's how all energy healing works all emotional processing and integration it's, it's really as simple as that it's just uh easier said than done right but,
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah totally because it's like the mind can make it so complex and uh, you know i guess rightfully so because it seems that some of our resistance is actually repulsion and it's like legitimate like it's something that's not you know what i mean um yeah. whereas some of it might be fear and it's like we're genuinely called to be in that way to do that thing but the resistance is a fear that's related to a trauma and uh, <laughs> you, it, I feel like it, it certainly takes um, a lot of presence, a lot of courage to uh, to kind of sit in that. Um, yeah, <laughs> like it, like it, it just takes a lot of courage, man. It takes like I feel like something. Um, that's very important is perhaps just being able to, to act and to experiment without knowing sometimes, you know, maybe not all the time. I, I, I'm definitely not one for like blind experimentation. I think that's, that can be dangerous. <laughs> um, but you know, sometimes it's like we may not have the answer and we may have to be willing to, to just go in the dark
0: mm mm-hmm, Mhm. Yeah, or the or the answer is just not consciously recognized, you know, but the body maybe is already recognizing it and, and and these things. So I think that's like when we tune into like the body for direction and we're going down a path and the body feels fine, but the mind is like going it's like yeah, like the body knows. It's like the money knows the outcome of this is okay. Like it, it knows that this is the path, this is this is where there's beauty and opportunity and all that, whereas the mind may think all these other things, but there is a there is a knowing, and that's kind of like why the river is flowing in that direction, you know? That's the way I've been mm. seeing it more and more. But I, I know for myself, like being one that's been very intellectual, it, it, that, and, and for anyone who identifies with that on some level, it is it is a challenge because if, if everything is mainly directed by mind and the conscious mind and all that, and it's not agreeing with the body,
1: Well, then, you know, that's where the integration is obviously, uh, you know, there, you know, yeah. Yeah, I think that's really interesting. And and I think that, I think that, because it draws me to, like, intuition, right? And what does, like, coherence feel like in the body? Is it, because I feel like sometimes we may expect um, intuition within the body or however you want to, um, refer to it, perhaps we have this, um, idea that it's always going to be like this pleasurable, heart opening, joyful thing. And maybe it's not in my experience. It it definitely has at times, but I'm curious what that's been like for you. Yeah. Well, it's, um, I feel coming back
0: to the, the example of, well, well, the example of the, the bathroom piece, I think is always a nice one because it's like, we're never really too charged about going to the bathroom. You know what I mean? Like, we're not gonna be too excited, we're not scared. Like, it's just kind of this normal, natural thing. And and um, I know, like, I made a, a video on this, well, it was just a clip from Alive about the kind of bliss chasing culture, very much in the new age kind of um, world, you know? where, in my, in my experience, I know bliss chasing, similar to, like, an, like an addiction, is, is really a seeking to find relief from some sort of pain, um, and so there's this, like, addictive process to find these bliss states or these peak states um, that are often, like you said, like, filled with all the, the fireworks and the glamour and all the stuff um, that... You know I mean essentially it's gonna run out it's gonna run dry the pendulum's gonna swing in the other direction at a certain point so then it kind of causes the same you know desire to, to find that same peak and it's almost like this never-ending thing that that may appear to occur for, for uh, I know it had appeared on my journey and, and I, I could speak to for others as well on some level but um, what I've noticed is that as things have matured and grounded over the years the, the, the sense of natural peace has been a much more uh, clear, uh, grounded, um, and fulfilling experience. And and just uh, not even an experience, just a natural state that is really where the the, the most uh, clear decisions, the clear insights, the uh, clear directions have, have revealed themselves from because they're not coming from this charge where the pendulum is moving in all these directions and I'm making decisions within those types of waves right and I do relate this on some level to the human design system which I've been affiliated for a long time and I did readings for a long time where you know in that system there's an identification of the inner authority which is our essentially our decision-making compass and the majority of the population are, is emotionally the emotional authority in, which means, these are people that are designed to make decisions only in the neutrality of things not in these peaks and valleys right where you know how often do we see individuals making decisions when they're really excited or when they're really in the depths of things and then later regretting it or later saying oh maybe that wasn't the right choice right because there's that fog in that emotional wave right there's we're not we're not truly clear we have you know when we wait out those waves and let things come to a certain bounds, we feel a sense of neutrality towards a particular decision, and, and thus we're not like too in the mind, we're not trying to project you know, a favorable outcome, we're more so just being at peace with our decision and then letting the cards kind of fall as they may, you know, and, 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 and move in, in that sort of light, rather than the attachment to some projected outcome, some expectation that will essentially then cloud the decision because we're not really coming from an authentic place where whether or not we have this vision we don't know if that's what's going to occur so if we're attached to that then that's that's naturally gonna lead us to uh, some sort of incorrect decision making you know um so so yeah so for me you know it, it keeps coming back to this sense of neutrality where it, if it doesn't feel natural it, and and really like for me it, it's like if the mind is really active i know there's something up. You know, I know if the mind is trying to figure it out, if it's trying to rationalize, if it's giving all this energy, I know that there's something up with this thing, this decision, this topic, that just means it's not the time right now. It's not something I need to focus on, right? Because there's an infinite amount of other things, like just getting up and going for a walk, that I am clear about, that my mind isn't rationalizing now. So I could just focus on those things. And then by the time I'm meant to make that decision, I'll probably be way more clear.
1: Mm. Hmm where i'm at right now yes that is so powerful man you dropped so much there that uh i think that i like how you mentioned human design because I, th- I think it is interesting to understand that everyone is wired a bit differently um but with that said of course it's obviously not the best for us to get wrapped up into those definitions and those types of things um yeah yeah for me, honestly, yeah, it's like the the pendulum, the pendulum. I saw one of your posts about that as well, and I think that's a very um it's a very fascinating topic. Um, yeah, it's almost like for me like before i've before I've made some of like my most life changing decisions. I definitely have um, recognized that pendulum where it's like it may take me a while to come to that decision because sometimes i'll feel very good about it i'll experience this emotional high about the decision and then sometimes i'll experience an emotional low and like a bunch of confusion and so it really takes like a lot of intentional practice of returning to my center and being able to make the decision from neutrality um, and perhaps even using you know some practical stuff in the mind to help me to make that decision. Um, so, for example, like dropping out of college, like that was one of my uh, one of my major initiations, and it took me like a month to make that decision. Um, but I certainly experienced that pendulum. and I also like how you have been talking about, you know it's on the topic of the of the bliss chasing. Um, And and the chasing the charge, but you've been talking about, uh, you know, psychedelics and some things like that. And something that you've also talked about too is, um, it's like this, um, it's like extreme abstinence or renunciation um, of like very natural things in the pursuit of whatever, or, (laughs) you know, the heavy indulgence (laughs) you know what i mean um and consumption and and whatever into these things and um, i just thought that was super interesting because i've certainly experienced out of my path more so the avoidant approach more so the abstinence more so the uh, resistance and the renunciation and so i'm curious to hear a little bit about what's alive for you with that
0: yeah, that's um, it's such a nice topic, you know, because I mean, I know like even studying like teachings of the Buddha, like you know, he, he also walked that path of the extremes, right? And then, at, you know, by the time he was teaching, he was teaching the middle way where he wasn't really an advocate of any sort of extreme process in any regard, uh, other than it just happened naturally, right? And I remember even when I did my 40 day juice fast in 2019, um, it just happened naturally, like I had prepared for it for years. Uh, but I had no real intention of doing, and then just one day I started doing only juice, and then it was a couple of days, and then it was a week, and then it was two weeks, and then I'm like, okay, well, I guess I'm going, and and so it was the easiest, like, fast I had ever done, because there was no real attachment to anything within the mind, right, and and I've I've looked at that with most things on the path, you know, even going into things like celibacy, or, like, male, like, semen
2: retention, or or um, more minimalism, or living with very little amounts of money, or you know all these different forms. Where um,
0: there was times where there was more of a forceful approach, you know, or at least a like a mind approach of like, okay, I've seen someone else do this, so I'm going to do it, and and so the experimentation helps find the balance, right? Um, because so much of my life also has been the other extreme, you know, of going into all the foods or all the you know the sex or all the the the, the fun stuff, right? And and essentially we come back to the same path all the time where it's like recognizing that the, the journey of the middle way is balancing that pain and pleasure where we're not overly identified with this incarnate physical body. Um, and we're also not denying this incarnate physical body. Right. And this is where I feel, I, I feel this is what the true Tantra is. The true Tantra or tantriasia asia is another term where we're, we're unifying these inner polarities. And we're coming into that middle way ourselves because, you know, you mentioned how you were uh, more on the absent path, and I find that most male-bodied individuals will often naturally gravitate towards the absent path, right? Whereas you see a lot of the more like female teachers on the scene now and you know they're 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 very very much in the the pleasure and the tantric energy or the you know appreciating of the physical realm and the relationships and all the things right but both of them can be in balance you know both of them have their tendencies to go in 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 extremes so when we unify that energy you know whether a male female we don't identify with either more androgynous let's say we're we're, we're we're still all doing the same thing. We're unifying this inner field of the, of this middle way, this middle path, where we're not holding to any particular dogma. But what we'll find is that we'll naturally gravitate towards a more efficient lifestyle. That's the way I see it. You know, like less is more. I feel is a natural axiom because it the the highest one of the highest laws in the universe is is efficiency. It's it's better to be efficient than less efficient, you know. Always, <laughs> right? And and that will will always lead to regeneration within um, within creation. So, so when we can appreciate, you know, eating, but not needing to eat like ten plates, you know, or when we can appreciate the sex without needing to, maybe even have an orgasm, you know, or when we can appreciate the money, but we really are just fulfilling very basic needs that we feel make us feel like. You know, balance. We see that it's this—it's the middle ground that the mind has trouble with. You know, it's that paradox where both things are true. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and um, that's to me that's the testament of, of, of authentic awakening. In like, my like, like I always related to say some writings. Uh, I mean, I always aspire to write like him, but uh, it would be like Lao Tzu. You know, you read some Lao Tzu, and and it, for some it's hard to grasp, but when you really sink into his writing, it's. It's hard to grasp because it's so paradoxical. it, it, it it's almost like there's no teaching. You can't grasp. You can't say what Lao Tzu's teaching is. You know, there's no teaching. It's you can't grasp it because it, it's constantly paradoxed. It's constantly uh, contradicted almost. And that's to me that that's it. Mm-hmm. whatever that is <laughs> right but yeah that's uh yeah that's
1: what that reminds me of it, it, it's almost like it provides a perfect amount of contrast to redirect you back to like what's alive for you like what's your truth right now you know what i mean um and it's interesting because you know with the whole middle path it's almost like as i reached a certain point along my own path you know, whenever I really started to understand some of the, you know, some of the, the spiritual warfare and, you know, like, like that type of, um, uh, that type of language and, and, you know, that whole thing, it's almost like I would, it's almost like it, it, it helped to breed so much more abstinence and resistance and, uh, Fear, you know what I mean, and 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 perhaps a fear that I didn't really know was fear, um, but I thought it was I thought it was wisdom. I thought it was playing it safe or, or smart or whatever. Um, but what I wrote down here, it's like it's almost like there's this inclination to reject everything that seems like remotely inorganic, almost. You know what I mean? So eating, for example, it's like I really, at the the very beginning of this year, I practically almost starved myself every day, unintentionally, because I thought that it was unspiritual. I thought that it was inorganic to eat food. And perhaps from a very high level, yes, it is. (laughs) You know what I mean? Um, But at the same time, it's like, it's very clear that my body needs food, at least at this time. You know what I mean? Doesn't mean that I have to eat all of the time, but it's like eat whenever you're hungry and don't whenever you're not. But you don't have to force and to do all of these things, you know. Um, and so I think that's very interesting. It's just like and I and like you said, um, you mentioned like males. I, th- I think there's that's very interesting um, about how we may perhaps be more resistant, uh, than women. Um, and so, yeah, that's, that's certainly that's something that I've danced with throughout my path and still am right now is like, what is it that I'm resisting that is actually fear instead of like whatever, you know, whatever's going on within the mind or, you know,
0: Yeah, yeah, I I totally relate with that. I know, like in the reflection of of what I've uncovered is it, it often it was just a sense of take a lack of taking self responsibility. That's what it was in my experience. You know, like taking self responsibility in the sense that if I if I engage in what seems like the opposite polarity and go too far in that direction well, that's, that's, that's my own doing, you know, that's, that's, that's the path, that's what I have chosen to do, so if I am engaging in what seems like the opposite polarity, but really as it means to find the middle ground, then that takes a real high level of self-responsibility, because the discipline to be able to navigate the balance versus the extreme is often, um, you know, is, it's often really the, 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 the real path, you know, it takes the real courage, because you're, 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 you're balancing on this, um, you know, a tightrope almost, uh, depending on how high you're up on the, I guess, on the tightrope, right? So it can create these, these, uh yeah, a sense of fear, and you know, because it's like, if we, if we're, uh, you know, identified with one end of the polarity, and then we engage the other end of the polarity, and then we face the other extreme, and we're not used to it, that generally will come with some pain and suffering. So then, without our self-responsibility, we project that pain upon that other polarity. We're like, oh, it's that's the issue you know it's like oh when I have sex I it, it sucks or you know I'm not I'm not celibate or you know what I mean so then it's just like this it's, it's just a projection upon you know fasting not fasting or this or that it's just these dualities right but when we're really like coming into that consciousness that we can exist in the middle if we are responsible for ourselves uh, not that it's going to be perfect but that we're, we're recognizing that I'm choosing to dance within this like you're saying you know, this, this ongoing dance then it's just then it's just an experimentation, you know. We start to actually enjoy the process a bit more, maybe. <laughs> yeah.
1: Then, like you know, it's like this idealistic perfection we have to
0: be living all the time, right? Um, so yeah, I know I totally know what you're talking about there.
1: Yeah, I love that. Um, that perfectionism, like that fearful perfectionism, and I think, you know, at the end of the day. I'm going to be okay because I know that I, I'm going to keep listening. You know, it's not like I'm <laughs> like, I'm just going to keep listening. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to make decisions. Some of them may be wise. Some of them may not be, um, but I don't even, I don't even, I don't even want to be dualistic in that way. You know what I mean? Like, I don't even, it's just like, I, I'm just going to keep listening and I'm just going to keep doing my best, you know? um and it's it's very interesting man like what you know there are a lot of teachings out there that really bring clarity to some of the you know the spiritual warfare and things like that and i think that has a very it's very important to acknowledge that perspective right now it's like very important however i think it could be it could be quite destructive if you're indoctrinated in it to, in, in the sense where you're only thinking about the opponent, the opposition, you know, or, or the perceived, you know, whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? Where you're, where you're only thinking about a spiritual war. You know what I mean? It's almost like that in and of itself clouds your, your vision, <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. And so there's certainly some balance that has to uh, happen there as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's like the it's like the boogeyman under the bed, you know, like it's, uh, I mean, essentially some, some of us or the aspect of us in that regard hasn't grown up, you know, or hasn't fully resolved that, that fantasy, you know, because that's essentially what it is. It's just like, you know, it, you, can be, you can read all this stuff and then you have all these ideas in the mind. And then, of course, now it's like, well, every, around every corner, where's the, where's the boogeyman, you know? So, I mean, it's, it's just this endless kind of projection, right? And I think that's where, I mean, it always comes back to personal experience, but especially when we're talking about, to you know, higher dimensional realms, or things that cannot be seen, you know, things that, that aren't always seen with the physical eyes, that goes into a whole new level of, of self-work and, and, and direct experiencing because if it is if it really is only just this idea about this being or that being or these entities or this group or this or that you know um it's all great especially when you get it from a really authentic source and you can you can obviously have faith and trust in that um but it's really faith and trust to then explore it you know to see okay well how does this like what does it have to do with me you know what i mean in my individual life and how am i interacting with these beings just like how we interact with humans right like we can have all the ideas from all the gossip about so-and-so, but until we actually interact with them personally, it's going to be pretty difficult for us to have any sort of say on the matter. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's just, uh, I find it just funny, right? And that's that, that's how I grounded in that topic because it's like, well, you know, we, we talk, there's all these talks about all these beings and all these things, and, and I'm like, well, um, like, what is, what is our direct experience with these beings or how, how have we come into contact, you know, with the, and, you uh, like that—that's probably going to be the best route. Just like we shouldn't be gossiping about people we don't know, kind of thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's kind of this really practical way of approaching it. Um, so, so yeah. So it's just a—that's that, yeah. Like you said, it's a whole other can of worms, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, totally, man. Totally. It's like, yeah, you know, it—it it comes back to the body. Um, it's like you can call, you can call it source, or you can call it God, or whatever you call it but and you know maybe there maybe there's a lot to this maybe there's not i don't know but to me i've always you know i've always prioritized the feeling it's like what do i feel it's like i've I've always felt that my feeling is more important than the exterior you know again I don't know. I don't know if that's the most coherent thing to say. I don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I, I feel like, but that's the thing, man. It's like sometimes, sometimes we make things more complex than it needs to be. Because it's like whenever, you know, like it's like whenever you have a good laugh, right? Whenever you have a good laugh, like all of the bullshit kind of just evaporates. <laughs> you know, and and you're not and you're not thinking about what phantom timelines are happening over here (laughs) and like all of this stuff you know you're not worried about (laughs) you're not worried about these um negative aliens and like all of this stuff like you're there's not you're not worrying about it you know Mm -hmm. um so yeah yeah
0: well it kind of comes back to that perfectionism piece too you know like i found that like the times where i got caught up in reading something and i'd be like oh like am i like getting caught up in this or like what's my you know it was just it's, it's coming from a lot of that perfectionism energy you know like oh this is, you know is it as is the entities like affected me or like you know like this this kind of confusion when like you know now um now for me a lot of these topics are more necessary not necessarily entertainment but like they're just so fascinating you know like i love going into them because i'm i'm you know, a triple air sign so i just i love going into all the knowledge so it's just a fun way of exploring. But, yeah, if there's, if there's moments where that energy starts to come up and you start to see, like, okay, well, it's like there's an addiction to that fear, you know, to the, the drama, to the, like, like you know, we identified this boogeyman, then, well, yeah, like, what do you expect? You know, you're of course, we're gonna be in more confusion and, and fear, and, and we see this, you know, we can see it in Instagram worlds, you know, and certain people who share certain things about these topics. It, it's pretty obvious what's happening you know and how it's being reflected and and the way the way in which it's being communicated right like and that's something i'm always like checking myself and auditing myself with it's like if i'm going to talk about these things i gotta be aware that people who read this are gonna have maybe it's the first time they've ever explored this and they're like holy shit like what what is this you know and so like communicating in a way that's more neutral or um uh you know, uh, just providing some sort of solution, not necessarily there's even a problem to fix, but at least some sort of pathway of like, how do we actually navigate this, you know? And, and to me, it comes back to just like <laughs> practice. And like you said, our feeling like coming to ourselves. Right. But yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Instead of saying like, yeah, totally. Instead of like only focusing on there are these beings and they want to do this to us. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, yeah. And and, and and you know there are and, and there are some there are some am- amazing leaders who who do a great job of um of uh, of coming back to you know like like you said the solution or um, however we want to convey that you know of um of something constructive of something neutral and um, it's interesting because within me it's like there's almost a it's almost that like by somehow being neutral that you're conforming right mm-hmm. it's almost like i've i've identified that that fear within me where if i like yeah um but that's not you know that's not necessarily what neutrality is mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um so yeah
0: that's a uh- that's a point I was reflecting on today because I was going to address it in a, in a live or in another post or something because I have I have, I have noticed that, uh, especially in the spaces that we're connected to, you know where there's a lot of people speaking to the, the warfare and the, you know, the, the Earth history and, you know, all the topics of this kind of black hole matrix that we live in and all that, mm, right? And yeah. all things that I'm, I'm highly privy to and I've been privy to for a good 10 years now, right? So I find often that, you know... Um, uh, there's a couple of things I've observed with this. Firstly, what I'll mention is that when we're neutral about something, this is in my experience when I've been most clear to be able to act, right? Like if I feel, if I do not feel a charge um, within my being about something, it doesn't mean that my sense of morality is not there, right? It doesn't mean my sense of what is righteous. What do I prefer? It's just that I don't need to charge that with anything. Like, for me to know that a child being harmed is not unrighteous, I don't need to be charged about that to know that that's incorrect, you know, to know what I prefer about that situation. Um, so so that, that that has become way more clear over the years because I know that the more peaceful I become, the more clear I am in how and what I prefer and, and how I'd like to act and how I can contribute or whatever, right? So that's one thing. The other thing is that A lot of times when we're speaking to like, you know, some of the things that are happening on the planet, as much as we can say that, yes, um, these things are happening, we have to actually get really practical in our individual relationship with that particular scenario or topic because otherwise it becomes a lot of like fantasies and hypotheticals about things that are happening, right? Where like if we think of say like child trafficking, of course it's happening on the planet. You know, we can see it. It's, as some of us, it's actually a personal thing where we've witnessed it, or we've been a, we've been a victim to it, or you know something like this. But the majority of us, we don't really have a real personal connection to these particular things, other than what we can go and meditate on and and feel into ourselves within our own being and what comes up. So anything outside of that really is just hypotheticals. So it's 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 fantasies. It's it's um it's things that we're creating in our in our mind that that we're clearly quite charged about right we you know because you see this you see people charts sharing about it they're charged they're crying they're, they're they're doing all this stuff on like their videos and stuff like that um but then my question is like well like sharing it and bringing awareness to it obviously is a great practice i think that's a great thing that we're doing but outside of that what is actually being done like what what real actions are being taken to take care of the child trafficking like are you uh, you know uh, helping the police with it or are you are you doing investigative work or like what is the actual action that's being done because if you're not if you're not engaged in those things which isn't a judgment because that's not all our role then if it's still causing this pain and all this turmoil and all this energy then you can see how this is a self-destructive habit to, to continue to go down the path and keep researching it and go into it. like it, it, to me that's that doesn't that doesn't mean you're you're doing the work for the collective. I don't know. I don't see it that way at all because there's a reason why a lot of great masters and teachers are not going to speak to these things often because they know that it's, it, it can be very distracting, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's, it's, it just becomes, again, more of like a, a fantasy, you know, of, of, of things that, yeah, uh, certainly could be happening. But if you don't have a personal relationship with that, like in the sense that you're directly engaging, it. like maybe you're doing it on the astral, you're doing it on the realm sure I, I can see the validity in that but if you're doing that the people that I know that are authentically doing that they're not charged about these things they're
2: they're doing the work that's why they're not charged mm. right I find I find when we're in a disempowered place where we don't really know what
0: to do that's when we feel really charged and we're like oh this is so wrong and, and uh, it's so valid to have those feelings that's you know I'm not saying it's not valid um, but but then it's like okay well Let's see, like, what, what are we really gonna do with that? And is it still useful to continue down that route of, of, of exploring that topic, right? So, when, when, I, see, when I see neutrality, I see, um, like, at least from my own perspective, what neutrality is, people may have other definitions. It's, it's when you're, you're coming into the clarity about what, what your relationship is with this topic. Has, have you resolved these energies within yourself? And if you have, that's when you'll be way more clear to talk about it, right? To, to share about it, to to do the, the work on these other dimensions if that's your role, if that's your contract, right? Um, or maybe you're taking physical action and you're out there and you're in the trenches with people to, to help solve some of these issues on this planet. Um, mm-hmm. but but if that's if that if those things aren't the case then what I what I tend to notice, at least when I'm observing, you know, teachers or people in the space is it, it comes with a lot of charge. You know, people are talking about it with a lot of charge and and that's fine. People can share. It. But um but that's also coming in the form of more projection, right? There's more energy that is being fueled into a topic that this person hasn't really integrated within themselves yet. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I I look at it as this is like if I'm going to be seen as someone, um, you know, that's why I don't like to like the coach your spiritual teacher, I'm just a guy. But I also recognize I have a responsibility to to speak about these things from a from a clear place, not from a place of you know I just read about it last night now I'm charged about it now I'm sharing about it like everyone should be out there taking care of everything and handling you know it's like well you're just projecting to everyone else what they don't know right like they should know or they should be doing something about it mm-hmm. right so so yeah I mean because the conspiracy all that stuff that was some of the first stuff I came into on my journey and it really overwhelmed me and I, I played all those games I was at I was at the Christmas dinner table telling my parents "This should know about Illuminati and you know all these things and and it just it just ended up where I was just blabbing myself everywhere because I was still charged. I didn't ha- I didn't integrate what what I had to heal, what I had to heal within myself first. Mm. And so, I think that's um yeah that's my take on it. Happy we went because I've been thinking about it.
1: <laughs> yeah, and and perhaps, and I'll speak for myself when I say this, but I'm curious how it lands for you, and perhaps some of the list and perhaps some of the listeners. But it's like. Perhaps the fear is that perhaps the fear is related to the to to our very true desire to return home, right? And perhaps that's where some of the perfectionism comes from and all of the complex strategies and tactics and things that we think that we have to do and to get into in order to return home. However, and it almost makes me a little uncomfortable to say this, but like, perhaps it's, you know, I believe it's much more simple than we're led to believe. (laughs) You know what I mean? Um, And perhaps it's in that neutral space, you know, (laughs) and I feel like I'm opening a rabbit hole in and of itself. Whenever I say that, whenever I say that it's in that neutral space, but I'll just say that perhaps it's much more simple than we um, have been led to believe.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Well, it's like you know, it's like it's like anything, right? Like if, if we have a clarity within ourselves, neutrality and peacefulness, and all that is kind of the natural state we'll be in. And then from that place, it's like we all we already know. We all we all like we all know how we act when we're when we're clear versus how we act when we're charged. It's just kind of like it's pretty obvious right so i think that's um like you said you know when you're charged complexity emerges and we think there's a million things and all the, you know all the stuff but when we're in the more peaceful you know silence within ourselves then the clarity emerges and we know what's what's correct and what's not what's righteous and what isn't right you know like the, the there's something beautiful I, I came across in the freedom teachings which spoke to the the peace of God's source and just the perfection of God's source still having preference for righteousness right it's not like this this undifferentiated neutrality that just lets anything happen no like there is a preference for righteousness and that's why we all can feel that that's why every person on the planet at least if they're human they're going to know like you know we never harm a child you know we 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 I don't know we drive forwards on the street not backwards you know like there's all these kind of like natural uh, things that are inherent, um, so when we're charged, that's when we start to to, to, to we get the weird with that, right, where we start, we, we get unsure, and we get, we, we numb ourselves, you know, you, you see these, uh, I don't know, these pranks, they are not really pranks, it's pretty weird, but where they're, they're like kidnapping a child, and they're seeing how people react, and then people just walk by it, and they don't even, that's, that's, that's that numbing, right, that's, that's mm-hmm. where people have, how that's not neutrality,
1: that's numbing. <laughs> yeah.
0: And, and that's a, there's a clear
1: difference. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's almost like it kills the path, right? Like that natural curiosity, that natural inspiration that leads you into uh, or that leads you into these directions that will just help you to gain more clarity, more experience, whatever it is, you know? So I feel like that kind of ties into the abstinence and the renunciation and the resistance and the fear and all of those things where it's like, you know, we're fearing going down these paths out of fear that it's incorrect or that we're going to end up in the black hole or that, you know, like like all of these different things. And like that's, you know, perhaps, there's, you know, yeah, yeah. (laughs) yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, that's good, yeah, no, 100%, 100%. Man, um, so man, I have two more questions for you. Sure. Um, the first one is what is some soul food for thought that you have for the listeners? So, um, you know, something quick that you would just tell to someone. <clears throat>
0: Well, what just come, came up right away is, um, is I, I, just, I made a comment on a friend's post before this, uh, and it was just on the topic of uh, discipline and compassion, and how I see them as two sides of the same coin. Um, you know, just as as uh, we often like, kind of like what we've been describing today. You know, where there, you have this intensive path, but then you have this more open, like you know, and, and enjoying and kind of a experimental side of the of the of the journey, and and it's important that these are balanced. I i think i find that this this element of discipline is a beautiful thing and equally as important as and maybe even just a slab percentage higher is the compassion is the foundation right it's like it's like the feminine without the masculine can still exist but the masculine without the feminine cannot and that's where this the love and compassion is that that foundation where if we are compassionate with ourselves on this path where like again we're not being perfectionist all the time and we can be more easeful and gentle with our process then the discipline becomes easier too because it's not forced and the, the more that, that that dance and that balance is manifested then it's just such a oh, it's just such a like light, more light-filled journey at least that's how i've experienced it right where we start to really tune into things like eternity you know like if, if we're in a rush to get somewhere, that's where discipline is always like, oh, I got to be disciplined, you know? But if we recognize this, this journey is a very long, you know, it's, it's, a, it's, it's, it's essentially eternal, you know, like there's a, it's, it's, it's a wide spectrum of time that we have to do what we got to do, whatever that is. So we can we can afford, if that's the best term, to be compassionate and to be gentle, and, you know, take our time um, and just, yeah, not feel like the, there's this intense pressure to be something or someone or, know do something in particular or not do something in particular so that's what came up because i just commented it and i felt it's relevant to what
1: i are talking about yeah dude that's that's beautiful thank you for sharing that it's uh yeah it's that pressure right it's like uh um <laughs> uh, it's like if there's one inorganic ingredient in my food there will be you know. <laughs> you know, it's like I I will start sweating maybe because I because I'm not because I'm not bio-regenerated, bioregenerated enough. You know what I mean? <laughs> Just like all these crazy things. Um So yeah, thank yeah. you for thank you for sharing that. It's beautiful. Um and then finally what to you is the meaning of life? First word that came up to
0: mind because sometimes when I do these types of questions, I just go with the first thing that came, and it was just enjoyment. Uh, that's what came up, and I think enjoyment, um, similar to the neutrality topic, can be maybe uh, you know defined as a bunch of things, and people could get confused what that is. But I feel authentic and true enjoyment is the natural way. You know, it's like it's it's the way that we all uh, have known since maybe we were children, or we always felt at certain moments, maybe it just flashes. And that's when we are greatest service you know that's when we are you know holding the vibe i guess you could say right like and and um and it's it's really where we all desire to be just being an enjoyment with our experience and with our life and with each moment and so i feel like that is really the the, the simplest way to look at the, the meaning of life if we're going to put it that way and it could probably encapsulate all the other topics of awakening and ascension you know returning to our price avatar you know all, the, all these things but really it was down to that that type of simplicity right so um on some level but that's okay
1: yeah mm-hmm. yeah man so well put and um dude this has been a great conversation i really appreciate you for being here and um I enjoy your enthusiasm and um, just your openness. So thank you.
0: Thank you, man. This has been really nice. It's great, chat. It's nice to speak with people that we can flow. And, uh, you know, it's just there's a, a humility on both sides to listen to each other and connect on points. And, yeah, it's just really nice. It keeps, it just builds a frequency that, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sure the listeners will feel too. So, yeah.
1: Yeah, absolutely, my brother. Well, everyone, thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you soon. And if you want to hear more from me, then follow me on Instagram at Nick Walk, which is spelled N-I-C-W-A-L-K, and from there, you will see all of my content in addition to my link tree, which houses pretty much everything about me. Um, and all of my other offerings so from there you will see my link to book a one-on-one session with me you will see the link to my upcoming men's group you will see the link to my website and much much more so thank you again for listening to this show and I will talk to you soon